0: I'm Andrew Schweitzer, and you're listening to the Boxing for Free podcast. Uh, It's been a while since you've heard the sound of my voice, and I'm sure plenty of you have been jonesing for some Schweitzer, but uh, I'm putting an end to your drought, so without any further ado, let's get underway. The IBF this week ordered a rematch between IBF and WBA super middleweight champion Carl Froch and once-beaten challenger George Groves. As you may recall, uh, Froch got a controversial TKO victory over Groves back in November in a fight that he was losing. He'd also been knocked down in the first round. Froch has less than 90 days to give Groves a rematch or he will be stripped of his title. There's been a lot of back and forth between the two camps. Froch says that Groves turned down a seven-figure payday prior to the IBF's decision. And Froch has said that he's open to a rematch with Groves. But he's also looking at a potential face-off with Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. That that kind of baffled me, to be honest. Why, why would you mention Julio Cesar Chavez Jr.? Why not say, I don't know, why not say George Gross or Andre Ward? It's not like Ward has a lot on his plate right now. You, the only reason you see him on, on HBO these days is because he's doing commentary. I don't, know. I, I don't know why Carl Froch would bother to mention Chunky Chavez's name, considering that Chavez looked like crap in his last fight, and he got a gift decision over Brian Vera, and now he has to have a rematch with Brian Vera. He has to win convincingly to try to reclaim a fraction of the luster that he's pissed away over the past 18 months. I don't know why he would even mention Chavez. It's it's baffling, um, and it seems like he's just trying to go for an easy payday. And Andre Ward agrees with me. Um, he Andre Ward has hinted that he might give Gross a shot, but he, he also gave his uh, two cents on the possibility of Frotch fighting Chavez Jr. "Quote: Frotch doesn't want to fight me right now. Frotch is behind the scenes trying to get what he perceives to be the weak link, which is Chavez Jr. But I can't blame him." He's 36 or 37, he's trying to cash out. He doesn't want a real challenge like Groves or even myself. And that's fine, but you don't bring my name up as much as you do and act like you want to fight when you really don't. Be honest with the fans. Uh, I'm kind of 50-50 on uh, Ward saying Frotch doesn't want to fight him because y- you've heard Frotch say in the past you know, I would like to fight Andre Ward again, and he insists that it was an off night when he fought Ward, and that he'd do better in England. But that was before the Groves' fight, remember. After the Groves' fight, it it seemed that he's become more focused on, you know, talking about Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., so maybe he knows, maybe Froch realizes, I don't think I can beat Andre Ward. But if Froch does want a rematch, I would like to see a rematch between Ward and Froch take place in England. Froch can draw big crowds, uh, something that Andre Ward hasn't exactly mastered. And if he's worried about, um, or sorry, if Andre Ward is convinced that it's going to be another domination just like last time, or that it'll be even better because uh, of the therapy he's done with his hand, what's holding him back? If he is worried about judging. Bring in an American judge. Frotch can have a judge from the UK, and then have a judge from a completely different country. That's what they did for the for the Super Six tournament. In fact, uh, if you recall, the scores for the Ward Frotch fight were uh, 115 to 113 from two judges, and 117 to 111. Uh, and it was the U.K. judge who had it 117-111, which was the score most people saw for Andre Ward. I don't know what the American and the, and the Canadian judge were thinking, having it 115-113. to 113. That was way too close. I think they were being extremely generous to Carl Froch, or they were incompetent. Um, I have a feeling that... Pr- that uh. Froch will probably vacate the IBF title, making some little speech about how giving Groves a rematch would honor the unworthy or something like that. Carl Froch likes to talk too much. But, uh, oh, hold on. As of, uh, let me just uh, get this up here. Okay. This is from BoxingScene.com, but Andre Ward has said that he is open to a fight with George Groves. And let's just read this right here. That's a fight where, if it's the right situation, I would be willing to take it. I may even entertain taking it in the UK. That's a dream I have to fight in... Sorry, let me read that again. That's a dream I have, to fight in the UK. You have concerns about judging and officiating, but it's not a done deal or something I would guarantee, but I am open for it. That's very clever and a bit tricky for Andre Ward. He's thrown out that he's open to it, and at the same time admitting that it's not something he's going to guarantee either. It's kind of like saying, "Oh yeah, it's like if I say, "Oh yeah, I'm you know, I could easily donate half of my paycheck to charity." Well, yes, I could. Am I going to? No, of course not. Uh <laughs> So that way, if somebody ever tries to throw it back in his face and say, oh, come on, Andre, you know, you said that you wanted to fight in the UK, he can say, hold on, I never said it was a guarantee, just that, you know, I'm open to it. But there's a lot that goes on in negotiations, and not everything can come to fruition. So uh, we'll see how things go down the road and uh, see how that develops. Lamont Peterson who in his previous fight was violently knocked out by Lucas Matisse, came back against Montreal's Zieri Jean last night in Peterson's hometown of Washington, D.C. Pearson apparently looked very good. He won a unanimous decision. But between rounds, at one point, Peterson's uh, trainer, Barry Hunter, a very, very vocal guy, between rounds... He slapped Peterson in the face very hard. Let's uh, play the audio from that. Maybe you can hear the smack. Hey, wait the... Listen, I'm not going to keep telling you the same thing. thing. You understand me? You got to stay behind that. Jack. Keep your f-ing hands up. You understand me? You're making this fight closer than it got to be, Kyle. You got to keep your hands up. Sir. You understand me? Just go. Yeah. I've seen trainers sometimes give a fighter a little, you know, tap on the cheek to get their attention. But holy crap, if you watch the clip on YouTube, that was not a little tap. That was some Mo Howard stuff in that slap he gave Peterson. I'm a victim of circumstance. (sighs) And, uh, you know, don't think that I'm condemning what Hunter did because... He wouldn't have done it unless he thought his fighter was doing something stupid. And as far as I know, he only slapped him once. It's not like he took his head and was ramming it repeatedly into the ring post or beating him with the ring stool. Sometimes you need a good smack to wake you up. How many times have we heard Hunter telling his fighter, "Uh, keep your hands up or you gotta throw more punches? He probably just got tired because he knows how good his fighter is otherwise he wouldn't put him in situations like this but I I don't know I don't see things from where he's sitting and neither does anybody else nobody knows really what's good for Lamont Peterson except for Barry Hunter and with this with this victory Peterson may open himself up for a title shot against Danny Garcia that would be a uh, very good fight to see And of course, the real big news yesterday was the announcement that on April 12th, at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas, Manny Pacquiao will face off once again with Timothy Bradley. And now if you ask me, this makes perfect sense. With Boxing Cold War still going on between top Rank slash HBO and Golden Boy slash Showtime, there's not a lot of excitement on the top Rank HBO side of things. Pacquiao and Ruslan Provodnikov are friends, and have said that they really don't want to fight each other, especially since both are trained by Freddie Roach. And with Juan Manuel Marquez all but saying he's retired, there's not really a lot of legroom for Pacquiao and Bradley to work with. And at the same time, it still makes perfect sense to me. Pacquiao didn't look like the Manny Pacquiao of old against Brandon Rios, but let's not forget, he won every single round and made a very dangerous puncher look amateurish, and he fought an intelligent fight. People say, oh, he, you know, he didn't look that great, but I can imagine that Pacquiao would be a bit gun shy. Don't tell me you wouldn't after being after being looked at as this invincible figure and then you get knocked out that you wouldn't be a bit nervous about going against a dangerous puncher like Brandon Rios. And Bradley had a close, but at the same time, I think a very clear decision over Juan Manuel Marquez. And uh, with Pacquiao finally uh, gaining a victory for the first time in two years, it makes sense that they uh, are to fight again. Everybody was calling for a rematch after the first fight in 2012 because of all the controversy surrounding the scoring. And just to remind you, I had that fight uh, 10 rounds to 2 for Manny Pacquiao. It got such a debate going among fans, and I even had friends who are not fans of boxing asking me about it, saying, you know, what happened, is there going to be a rematch? Let's hope that this time we get a proper conclusion, and I think that we probably will. Pacquiao really wants to erase the stigma of Timothy Bradley getting that gift decision and I, I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be one of these people who say oh Timothy Bradley's not an undefeated fighter because he should have lost his fight against Pacquiao yes he shouldn't have uh gotten the decision but at the same time it that's not really his fault that some incompetent judges gave him a victory that I don't think and many other people don't think he deserved That's just the way it is. Uh, Before I end this show, I just want to say that even though we are having some technical difficulties with the website at the moment, we are not going to be deterred in restoring it to what it once was. We're hoping that all the previous blogs will be up again, and to have the site up and running better than it ever was before. It won't be the same as it was, but it is still going to be Boxing for Free. We hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the Boxing for Free podcast. You can find us at www.boxingforfree.com, twitter.com boxingforfree. Be like Arislandy Lara, Robert the Ghost Guerrero, Adonis Stevenson, and hundreds of others. Follow us on Twitter. You won't regret it. Go to youtube.com slash boxingforfree and facebook.com slash boxingforfree page. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Zune, Podbean, and several other podcast directories. If you use iTunes, please give us feedback and a rating to let everyone know that the Boxing for Free podcast is your source for boxing news and commentary. I'm Andrew Schweitzer. Thank you for listening, and we hope you tune in next time.